Aloy. I see you've dealt with Hades. Yeah. Think maybe you can stay dead this time? It will. You can trust. Trust? Yes. Trust. As in, since I did what you could never do, and extracted all of Hades' priceless knowledge, you can trust that I was willing to actually let you destroy it this time. So back to holograms instead of face-to-face? -face? What, afraid I'd stab you or something? There's a reason I'm I... I'm using the same spyware, I see. So, all those times I called, you could have just answered. But I guess you just prefer to go on spying all this time. My world stopped revolving around you months ago, Aloy. I've had work to do. Countless hours of research. As demanding and time-intensive as it has been critical to the fate of this planet. Right. Of course. You're just trying to save the world, too. That's right. The difference, of course, is that unlike you, I've produced results. Hello and welcome to episode 41 of the video game podcast, PlayStation Pals. I am your host, Nick, and I'm joined by the Ryuji to my Makoto, John. John, it's time for our returning segment, Johnny on the Spot. <laughs> I, was, I was worried you were going to say DEFCON, DEFCON levels. <laughs> no, 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 not, not yet anyways. Johnny on the Spot. <laughs> All right. Uh, last week, you were put on the spot to play Exo Primal with me. You were successful, we did. We're gonna talk about that a little later in the show. Yeah. But now it is the big Diablo 4 open beta weekend taking place from March 24th to 26th. So if you're listening to this, you can download it now and play it as long as you can get in. Uh, <laughs> reports of two hour wait times to get into the game are being reported and uh, Blizzard's already taking the proactive approach to being like, it is a beta, like, there's going to be problems. So. Yeah, and they're using the, the words of unprecedented levels. So <laughs> just like, oh, God, what are you, what are you, you going to do to us? Like, I saw somebody say uh, five minutes after the beta launched, they got into a queue and it took them 40 minutes. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, th and this was mid-morning or yeah. whatever, whatever it was. So it was if noon, you're planning yeah. on playing tonight, like some of us were... Uh, Start those cues early if, if, you, if you really want to get. Uh, I was I was saying this earlier, but it's a bummer that you can't like queue up and then launch like another game and then just get it like a notification, you know? Yeah, I want like because that's a, that's an interesting point. Like Xbox has the quick suspend thing, which is like the one feature that I wish PlayStation had because mm -hmm. you can have all the. Uh, all the all your different games running at the same point. I wonder if there was any way to do that, or if the moment you break out of that game, it's like it keeps it running, but any internet network connectivity right. drops is probably what happens. Oh, for but, sure. But yeah, um, so be nice. best case scenario, John, when are we gonna play June hours of the Diablo Four beta? June second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if we're lucky. I mean, you wanted that's that's my. I I listen. Um, I have a. I, I think I have time this weekend. I think, as long as we can plan it, and that's going to be the problem because, like, not only have we heard of long wait times, I've heard of people that are like trying to get in co-op sessions. That's not working. So if mm -hmm. like, 
let alone you and I, as opposed to the other two guys that we wanted to play with. Like, that's going to be tough. So, a <laughs> uh, chance that we get in this weekend, Nick, I'm going to say it's probably pretty low. Not from a lack of, of my time, but from a simply <laughs> it's just the logistics and all are going to be tough. Especially yeah. if I do have a moment to play. Sorry, bud. I'm playing Elden Ring. Like, you know, <laughs> right. We'll right. Get you'll, it, you'll launch and see that two-hour queue time. Yeah, and be like, nope. I'm not doing this. Nope. Not doing Cause, it. Because, yeah, if, it's, uh, if it is Saturday night when you can play, you're talking peak time for right. people to be on so yeah not likely but we're gonna try our best and have some impressions next week we, so. we shall try we shall try all it's right. downloaded ready to go yeah <laughs> yeah all 80 gigs should actually text my wife right now and be like hey can you just load up my playstation real quick <laughs> yeah like, launch the yeah, it right it. now <laughs> uh but all right let's get into the show we got a lot to talk about today this is how it works john and i both bring three things to talk about it can be a video game we're playing, a news item, a topic, an email to PlayStationPalsPod at gmail.com, or a Twitter DM at PSPalsPod. Follow us there if you want all the news on the show. So we're going to reverse kind of the order we do things. Uh, for the last couple months, we've been doing news and stuff front heavy, but now I want to change it. We're going to do what we're playing first. And John, mm. share with the listeners your, your very good news. Well, Nick, uh, you know, as, as some listeners know, time is precious. It's the most <laughs> precious thing. In fact, I would rather have time than anything else in the world. So uh, to get a day where you're able to play from morning to night a video game is uh, it's a it's a mythosaur in my world, man. It's, it's something that just doesn't typically exist. And so uh, Sunday night, I got word from my mother-in-law, who is a saint, watches my kids each and every day, and thank, I, I love her so much. But that she wanted uh, my kids at her house Monday morning. So I was like, okay, all right, maybe I can, can I call off tomorrow? Yeah, I can probably call off tomorrow. So I'm like, all right, I can probably get it a day in. And then my wife's like, yeah, and I think I'm going to go over there after work, too. And she's going to make us dinner, so probably won't be home till 8. But Monday's your late night, right? And this is probably going to be the one podcast that she ends up listening to. So, uh, I, gotta, I guess I got to make sure. So, with all the pieces in, in, of the puzzle in place, I was like, I got a full day, bud. Called off work. Good to go. And my God, Nick, I had I had just the, the perfect day uh, on this was on Monday. So started the day off, woke up, took a bubble bath. <laughs> you know, I don't have to rush into video games. I don't have to rush. I have to I have to make sure that my mind is right, that the mood is correct. So took a bubble bath, strawberry scented, it was very nice, had a cup of coffee, read my book, got myself ready for the day, and then, uh, yeah, and so uh, after I got that situated, most important, gotta start your day off right. I love how you're sharing every detail of this. I, I, you gotta, you have to understand how, how how precious these days are to me. Right, right, and I, I want the listener to know, they're in the inner circle now, there is a circle of trust. This John, is, John, is, John is letting you in on so much, because I thought you were just gonna be like, oh, I played 10 hours of video no, games. No, you're, we're getting too, all the dirty too important of a, day, of a day for this. <laughs> Um, and so, you know, I, I, while I'm in the, in the tub, I'm thinking about what am I going to play with? What are we doing today? I was like, I, I got to do Elden Ring. Like, that, this Elden Ring works best when you have these long moments to play. So, Nick, I'm happy to report I was able to get about eight to nine hours of Elden Ring in on Monday. Um, and it was magic. Like, it was, just, it was just so nice to be able to sit down and, and like, b breathe when I'm playing that game because... When you play in these small little chunks like I'm used to, it's it's just stressful because you're like, I want I gotta get a little bit of progress. I gotta do something. I got you know, you gotta spend the first five to ten minutes kind of be like, okay, what what was the direction I was going in? What was I doing? You're setting yourself there, kind of like getting your bearings right. And then by the time you get going and you come across that first enemy, you're just like, 
I'm either too tired for this shit right now because it's 10 p.m., I've worked all day, or you don't want to beat your head against the wall. So it was nice to be able to jump into the game and make some progress. I, I was kind of at a point um, in the game where I was a little unsure on what to do next, and so figured it out, figured out that the next big place to go was the capital city, Landell. Um, which was great because it's you know it's kind of a, a newer looking area right big buildings all over the place as opposed to the more open fields um, and swampy natures that have things I've kind of seen thus far in the game new enemy designs new cool things there's there's this awesome looks like a, a two two-piece snowman that has like a horn that shoots bubbles at you and, you're like, and like, these <laughs> bubbles go out and they fly where it's like I love that kind of stuff um, you know, and and I didn't I didn't beat any major bosses, but like I don't know, I un unlocked a whole bunch of sites of grace. I got some new magic spells. I saw some new enemies. Leveled up probably twenty levels, um, and yeah, I mean, just kind of re revitalized my my energy with the game. The unfortunate thing is I haven't touched it since. <laughs> so hopefully this isn't the only time I can get these kind of play sessions in. But um, you know that game. I was telling Nick, I think, earlier this week that if we were to redo our game of the years, I don't know how I could maybe not have this be there. So, you know, we might we might be seeing this game return at the end of the year if we do our game of the years in the same way. Nick's been playing a heck of a lot more games than I have, so I don't know if I'll be able to do <laughs> games released this year. But um, did a lot of Elden Ring. And then I, I filled in some little gaps with Neon White, too. I'm still making my, my way through that. Still Very ton of good. fun. Still. Still uh, exceptional game, highly recommended. Um, I was actually headed on today, and, and some people who were kind of just walking by my computer like, what, what's that? And I was like, oh, this is Neon White. Come check it out. And like people were kind of into it. So um, that, and then kind of a little sleeper hit, something I wasn't expecting to uh, really dive into that day. But um, just the way that I structure my days, I, I can't just sit for nine straight hours playing Elden Ring. I can do like probably like two hours. I get up. I have two dogs, so I got to make sure they're good, make sure I'm eating, all that stuff. And so in between... <laughs> I, uh, I pulled out my backbone and booted up Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. And first off, I don't like beat-em-ups. I've, I've, I did when I was a kid, you know, Golden Axe and, and the Turtles arcade cabinet and the Simpsons arcade. Those are great. But as I got older, I always kind of felt that those were just relics of the past because I never felt like they had you know, a high skill ceiling, and it sometimes felt cheap, like there's just all these enemies all over the place, and I, you know, it's like whatever, and every every level's the same, right? You're just kind of moving slowly through it. But, I don't know, man, T Shredder's Revenge was really, is really, really fun. Like, I, I don't know if they've really modernized it or if it's just hitting me in the right way, but there's just, you can tell there is a definite skill to this game. The music slaps. Uh, I don't have any affinity towards the turtles from a nostalgia standpoint, so like that doesn't even factor in. But it's just kind of a fun, fun game to go through. I think the stages are the perfect length. They're like five to six to seven minutes, and again, that might be the classic beat 'em up way with it. But um, just with like the my modern taste and things, I didn't expect it to hit. But um, I think I'm on like level 14 of 16 of that, so I should have that wrapped up here soon too. Um, I liked it so much that I went and bought out, went and bought Streets of Rage 4 immediately because it's 50% off on the PlayStation Store right now, and I know Nick spoke very highly of that when he played through it. So I was like, well, let me check out some more beat 'em ups, and, and they're also great games to play with my son. So um, it was a very successful. Very successful game day. Uh, I hope to get another one soon. I just wish I didn't have to lie to my family to get it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> It'd be nice to be able to be like, hey, honey, I'm uh, just staying home today. But, you know, I I, uh, I can't play video games and, and watch all three kids at the same time. Right, right, you know, right. As much as I might try. But, uh, 
So yeah, it's 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 been a little rough since. <laughs> you know, I still am kind of going back to my getting a little bit of time here and there, but um, you know, hopefully. I have my bearings in Elden Ring, so I'm kind of, you know, barreling towards the next big part, and, uh, you know, hopefully I can beat it, uh, definitely not before Resident Evil 4, but, uh, you know, sometime soon. No. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, I think that's, that's kind of the wrap-up of my day. Yeah. yeah. It, it seems like it was very therapeutic for you. It was. I, I mean, you're, the energy, well, just while you were talking, I think... Kind of came through. You. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Weird. I like it. them. I like video games. I just don't play them enough. Um, yeah, it was it was good too. You know, my my beloved Michigan State Spartans. You know, they lost yesterday too. So I, at least I can think back fondly onto that game of that day of, of gaming when I'm feeling a little sad about it. But uh, yeah, I I hope to have another one soon. Yeah. We shall see. Yeah, you almost doubled your monthly. Time I think I did. in one day. Yeah, I think I did. Dude. Yeah, I, I, it was probably yeah from from nine thirty to seven. I'd say it was. I probably had some solid solid game time in. Wow. Yeah, that's that's impressive yeah. for yeah. anyone. Well, and then and then uh, also my my wife came home that night and she's like, I'm tired. I'm just gonna lay here. I was like, cool. <laughs> Another three to four hours. Yeah. <laughs> here we yeah. go. Yeah, um, you'd think you'd be like, oh well, I already played so much, but nope. Yeah, well, get right back on that she horse. She was tired. I didn't, you know. It's not, like, it's not like she was like, "Do you want to watch a movie?" I said, "No." You know, but. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying you weren't you weren't tired at that point. You're like, "Wow, I play like 12 hours of games. I need a break." Yeah. You're just like, "Oh, okay." Yep, let's here go. We go. <laughs> and here we go. Um, but yeah, any any listeners out here who know me personally, please don't judge me. Please don't, uh, you know, think I'm a, I'm a shitty <laughs> shitty dad or husband. I, I promise you, I'm not. But I just, you know, John, you gotta let the the tiger out of the cage every once in a while, you know. Otherwise, you get you get beaten down. So. Uh, I like the we've had this running joke of like if you were, if you were ever like caught like they, she's probably like oh, he's cheating on me like, he's sneaking around on me <laughs> yeah. and it's like oh my god and you're just yeah. sitting there with a controller in your hand <laughs> maybe your phone's on a game too so you got two games going at once you yeah know? <laughs> yeah it's like that meme where it's like the guy laying in bed the guy <laughs> and the wife and he's like to one side she's like, I wonder what he's thinking about I'm like. God, I wonder what magic spell I can use to beat Raya or whatever. Or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so it feels like that sometimes. But but I know she would support me. I know, Kylie, if you're listening, I love you. Um, you know, it's just I want to be there for my... I, I will never choose my... And this, you know, this is probably a problem. I'm sure a psychiatrist would probably have something to say about this. I will never choose my own happiness in the moment for my wife's or my kids. And so that's the hardest part with all of it. Because if I get anybody, any of my kids, or I, or my wife, that goes, do you want to do X? I'll go yes mm-hmm. every time. I try to at least, and so uh, rare exception. I'm like, no, I'm playing games tonight. But you know, you fill in the gaps where you can. Yeah, and it's all about balance, right? Sure you, is. You need to get some solid game time, and it's like I said, it's therapeutic. It mm-hmm. it lets you relax. Yep. You know, but that but that wasn't the only game we played this week, Nick. No, 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 no it was I, not. You know, and. <laughs> I, I would love to say that Elden Ring was the best game I played this week, but maybe it wasn't, Nick. What do you what do you think about this next game we're going to talk about? I would be shocked if you came to that conclusion. No, but, yeah. No, you would but, probably kick me off this podcast. <laughs> you have no taste. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, Saturday night came along, and John, sticking to what he said on this show, uh, he was ready in to play uh, the, the Capcom game Exo Primal. Yep. So we uh, we played through a match of Dino Survival. Yeah. 
And uh, that's all it took, really, to get a very good impression of what that game is. I guess you did the tutorial, too, so it's, you did that as well. But Yeah, so it's important to note, first and foremost, I don't think this is... I know, I know this is not my kind of game, and I don't think this is your kind of game either. Just, just structurally, right? Just the PvPVE live service-y craziness, right? Right. So there's, take that from off the jump here, but... Um, I do want to go over it and kind of what our thoughts and impressions, see if this game has a shot in the prayer when it comes out. But I wanted to start a little bit just, I, I know our overall impressions are going to be pretty negative, but that's not to say that the product itself is entirely flawed or that there's not some good things about it. I think when you open this game, it does very clearly have a AAA presentation. Capcom, you know, is, is developing and publishing this. It, it looks beautiful. It runs smooth. There's a lot of uh, bells and whistles and kind of production value to it. So like that is, that is nice, right? Um, you know, this game is set to release on July 13th, so like this is not the final product. They do have time to work on it, tweak things, but maybe take some feedback. But the game starts to fall apart when you play it, <laughs> at least for me. And explain what you actually do in this game. Sure. Or at so, least in this mode that we play. So Exo Primal is a game where you squad up with, is it four or five teams? five-player teams. Yeah, five-player. Five-player teams where you are competing with another five-player team to complete objectives and basically get to the final objective a little bit faster than they do. Mm-hmm. And there's things happening throughout the match that you, you know, these these objectives that I mentioned, right, it's going to be, hey, there's a shitload of dinosaurs you got to kill. That seemed to be most of it. Yeah. <laughs> there might be a little escort mission, right? Like, at the end of the match we played, we had to escort a cube very slowly from one point to the next while dinosaurs are attacking us and also the other team. Because the way that the maps seem to be structured, it's almost like a, a wheel where you have an outer ring, a middle ring, and an inner ring. And you kind of work your way into it. So by the time you get to the end of the match, both teams of five are going to be pretty close. And you can kind of fuck with each other in, in those kind of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so... So yeah, when you start to play this, the the most direct comparison I think I could bring is it felt like a Muso, which is just those Dynasty Warrior style, like mm-hmm. we're gonna throw as many enemies as our the hardware can possibly handle, and you're going to just do the same kind of attacks and actions over and over and over again to cleave, cleave your way through them as quickly as quickly as you can. Um, now one of the cool things about the game is they do at least, you know, on a surface level, uh, a good job, I think, of trying to add some variety into the gameplay where they can. You have the ability to hot swap between nine different mechs at any given time. And, you know, truthfully, I only played as two of those different mechs. One was a faster, more ranged kind of character, and one was a up-close, brute force, you know, big katana guy. <laughs> and both in those situations, it was it was... The gameplay I think we've all played where it's just smash, 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 smash. You know, mixed in with like, is my meter full? Is my super full? It is? Cool, I'll do that. And it just never felt like there was any sense of skills being developed, any sense of strategy that the team needed to utilize together to get through it faster. And, you know, again, like I understand we haven't taken the time to learn maybe all of the systems that are in place, but I think sometimes that that kind of stuff does need to be a little bit intuitive, and it wasn't here. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, but, so I don't know, the match lasted, what, 10, 15 minutes maybe? 20 minutes? Yeah. You know, something like that. But, yeah, it's just like 
you go through an area, you get like kind of a dead space style guider, right? Where it's like just this line in front of you that's like, this is the directive. And like, I was the, I was the tank. So like, I kind of went out in front of the pack, cleared the way so that the guys in the back, they could, you know, come through a little bit easier. And it seemed to be effective. I don't know if it was or not. Um, but it just never felt like something that I want to sink any more than just a couple matches mm-hmm. into. And and that's kind of my big question with this game. Nick, does this game have a chance to succeed at $70? <laughs> Do you, or, yeah, I'll just leave it there. No, no, this is going to be dead on arrival. It is a free game on Game Pass, so it'll definitely have a boost in numbers there. But I wouldn't... I don't think anyone's going to recommend this game at $70, and I don't think it's going to review very well either. Um, Again, we didn't see a single-player campaign or anything like that, but everything that you mentioned, and I'm sure at higher difficulties and other modes, like skill will be more of a thing. Um, There's definitely skill when other at the end of the match we started seeing other players, but... uh, not the humble brag, me and John just, we, we steamrolled them in the early section we that did. we were so far ahead of them. You know, like John was saying, his strategy of being a tank and just going in there and absorbing the damage and while the rest of the team just like, kind of like picked up the stragglers and, you know, shot where he was fighting, you know, we just kind of cleaned through the map. So at the end, when we were both escorting these cubes, you know, we were getting through no problem, even with the enemy team, because you can you can fuck with the uh, the other mm-hmm. team by like either sending in more waves of dinosaurs. Uh, you can control a Tyrannosaurus Rex if you want, and if you get the power up and bring that in. That is one of the cooler things that I, that happened is you know I, yeah I got my super meter up and I didn't know what I was gonna do. I hit the buttons and all of a sudden I'm pulling a T Rex through a portal and then I'm the T Rex. <laughs> I'm like okay, cool. Like that's that's spectacle type shit, right? But at the same time. Smash, 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 yeah. <laughs> smash, smash, smash. And it's just like, oh my god! Like, am I, do you really expect me to go through? Like, this is season eight of Exo Primal. Right. Like, Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, and there it, well, it did have cool moments like that. I did like it when you were that samurai guy and I was a melee character, and we're just fighting alongside each other. You know, beating up dinosaurs. I, you know, that feels good. You know, just like in a Musou game, it's cool to just be defeating hundreds of enemies on screen like that yeah. or when the other team had a Tyrannosaurus Rex and it was coming at us you know it kind of changed the dynamic a lot and a little bit more teamwork was needed but yeah and just doing that over and over and over again and grinding out levels and a, and a battle pass uh, which we got to see a little bit of um, you're not able, we weren't able to customize anything but uh, we were unlocking things as we finished the match uh, but I, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know who this game's gonna be for. It is coming out a month after Diablo Four, which is probably gonna do what it's doing times a thousand. You know that yeah. that grind, uh, the loot, all that stuff. You know, and they're not they're apples and oranges as far as games, but I think the grind will be very similar, yeah. and I think Diablo Four hopefully will be a much better experience. So well, like I said off the top, man, these companies are just really competing for our time. That's what they're mm-hmm. competing for. And yeah, you expect people to pull, get pulled away from Diablo 4 or Final Fantasy 16. Ah, good. I don't know. <laughs> I was thinking about this. I think this game has one interesting comparison. And tell me what you think about this. <laughs> I, I feel like this is a Destruction All-Stars situation. <laughs> where you have this game be, you know, Destruction All-Stars, when it was re- revealed, was like, this is a $70 game. And people are like, whoa, are you sure? <laughs> and, like, the gameplay seems okay, but, like, very meat and potatoes. Very, 
you know, it's gonna get old quickly. And I wonder mm -hmm. if like, A, Capcom is receiving feedback and like, you know, saying like, well, maybe we should lower the price or, um, you know, even think about going free to, free to play ahead of launch. I don't know if that's, I don't know if they want to go that route. I'm sure they're gonna let it try to try to ride out and get some sales where they can because the other weird side of this whole thing is Capcom hasn't missed in forever. Like they, they have been one of the hottest teams of the past, I won't say 10 years, but de definitely the past five to six. With their, well, they, with existing IPs. With existing <laughs> IPs, that is, a, that is a major point. And so it's like, you know, it's just weird because like I would I would have thought like new IP from Capcom, cool, it's gonna be huge, but like this just isn't really what I think their strong suits are, or at least at the moment. Um, but you know, we'll see. I I, I I don't know, man. I think it launch is gonna be very very lackluster. We're gonna see it go free to play pretty within the year of launch. Maybe it gets some life there, but. They better be able to bring really cool moments, really, like, if there's a way that, you know, if there's, like, each mech has 60 guns that you can unlock that do different <laughs> things, or, like, if you can implement those type of systems into it, it could be cool, but if it's just a thousand raptors and one tr triceratops, and then you go into the next room, and it's, this is 500 of slightly stronger raptors, and, and, a, <laughs> and it's just like, I... Don't want to do that for more than a couple times. No, no, and even yet, even the varied enemies. There was we saw some camouflaged enemies. We saw enemies that you know throw spit projectiles and all that. It's just yeah. It's like it's any not, other zombie game you've ever played? Yeah, right? it's there's nothing there's nothing here that'll make it stand out. And like I said, it, it is releasing in a very heavy summer, and I just don't think it's gonna survive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and even from Capcom, like Capcom will have. Street Fighter, Street Fighter Six, the month before. So good point. Um, so it's just yeah. I mean, I don't think I don't think Capcom's like looking at this game like we need this game to do well. But no. you know, it, it's it's a summer game. They're throwing it out there to you know maybe get some. Maybe there's you know young kids are like sweet dinosaurs. Let's do it. But again, the seventy dollars, man, seventy bucks for that is just rough. <laughs> like you know, forty or fifty, man, at the most. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> Yeah, so can't all, be, I don't can't all know. be zingers, man. No, no, and I, you know, good, good on them for trying something new. I mean, I would, no one could have predicted that game would be announced, you know. Yeah. But uh, here we are, and uh, yeah, just a few months away from release. But no, it's I, this game is just dead. It's not going to. Put it well. in your league, dude. No. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm going to call it right now, though. I bet it gets like an 83 or higher. <laughs> No. Okay. John. Okay. John. You heard it here first. <laughs> There's nothing about the, the gameplay that is going to make it stand out like that. No. Not See, a chance. I have faith in Capcom. <laughs> All right. Pop, pop it. Pop it. Pop it. Sure. All right. Sure. Pop it. 83. Okay. I'll, I'll put it there. Okay. <laughs> All right. So moving on, I just wanted to touch base really quick on Persona 5 Royal, which I continue to play. I think I'm about 26 hours in Dang now, and I just you. completed the third palace, and I have, I am really, really loving this game a lot. Like I knew you would. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. It's it's fantastic. The writing is is really great, and and everything around it is you know serviceable. I you know I don't have much to say on the all the different things you can do during the day and even even the turn-based combat is there's nothing too crazy to write about but but just the style the music and then yeah the, the story is just really pulling me through um i find myself laughing at it i find myself really 
getting attached to these characters and their struggle you know they're just a bunch of kids you know that have to deal with you know adults that are just ruining their lives or other people's lives and you know they kind of have what most young people have is that that energy and that uh that vigor, 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 vigor. You know the. You, you managed to mispronounce that two different <laughs> ways. <laughs> vigor, vigor. <laughs> Sorry, didn't mean to cut you off. No. Uh, so you, just, yeah, you really get attached to them, and uh, we did get an email about Persona Five. Uh, our number one fan, Mark, he wrote in. And uh, I think he's 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 my boy now because mm, we'll I, I, I'm playing. Mark, I want you to if you if you have the time, <laughs> write one more email for us and just with either Elden Ring or Persona Five. <laughs> right, that's all you have to say. Oh, which one's better? No, I don't know. Just put one of them. In. You know, he'll, he knows what to do. Okay. All right. So uh, I'm probably Mark gonna, probably write blow up in my face. <laughs> yeah, you even you haven't even read the email. I, yet. I know. What I'm <laughs> uh, Mark writes in, hey guys, Mark here again, your number one fan. Very happy to hear Nick talk about Persona 5 and how he likes it. It's one of my favorite games of the last decade. Shit. <laughs> I thought I would point out something important in case you weren't aware. If you want to access all the new story content Royal brought along, you need to get the Counselor Arcana Confident to level 9 before November 17th in the in-game calendar. This is not explained at any point in the game, but if you fail to do that, then the game will end at the same point the original version ended when it released. All the new story content in Royal, including an entire school semester, a new dungeon, new characters, and other things I won't spoil are locked behind this seemingly arbitrary requirement. I played the original version first and played Royal a couple of years later, so I was pretty frustrated when I realized I had locked myself out of the new story Ooh. content, which was the whole reason I picked up the version of the game in the new, in the first place. Oh, <laughs> oh man, that, that, that I'm, I'm so glad he wrote it. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's brutal. That's brutal. Yeah, because as we mentioned, this is no, you know, ten hours to get to that point. It's <laughs> no, that's an eighty-hour replay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mark, I'd be curious too. Like, yeah, did you just did you just do another playthrough, or did you just say fuck it, I'm gonna go watch a YouTube video and say like <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good? Right, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm curious. That's rough, man. That's rough. Yeah, he doesn't say, but he says, "Hope you enjoy the game, and I'm looking forward to hearing more of your thoughts as you progress." So cool. Um, so yeah. I, that's a little feedback for anyone listening that was like, oh, I'm going to pick it up too. Yeah, that's, I don't, I, I got to admit, like, I've never really been a big fan of that style of doing DLC. And, and, and you know, funnily, funnily enough, that's like From Software's thing is like, they, <laughs> the, the DLC is hidden within the game. And it's like, I think that's cool. I think it's cool to have it be organic like that. But I would also like, like, if there's a way to just hit a button, get to the new shit. Like, right. I bought the new shit. Right. For a reason, that's what I want to play. You know, I think and Horizon's another game that does that where you kind of have to go to you have to go to a certain spot, but yeah, yeah, no, that's a really good point. Yeah, like if Persona 5 Royal should really just have a mode that just brings you to the new content yeah. so you can just play that and not have to play through the whole game again. So yeah, like, yeah. Or I mean, run into what Mark ha what happened to Mark and that's horrible. Like that I that would be I'd feel like shit. Yeah. I mean, 80 hours for me is an entire year of gaming. 80 hours for you, that's a month, man. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's no good. That's just no good. Yeah, so... Uh, man. So, yeah, that, I'm definitely going to do that now. I, I, I think I've gotten that guy, that counselor kind of confident up a little bit, but not anywhere close to level 9, so yeah. I'll just be sure to... And I think that's what I was talking about the, when we were talking about the Platinum for this year. I think you have to get all of the confidants to 9. Oh, okay. I think... Oh. 
Well, I don't know. I don't think there is one, okay. if, unless it's a hidden trophy. Okay. Because they only had one that you have to get a confident to max level. So I am going to try and platinum this game, John. Ooh, that'll be so. That'll be such a sexy platinum <laughs> if you can get that. Because so far, of all, because I assume the hidden ones are the palaces, so I haven't looked at them. Yeah, you, you, I mean, yeah, it's only a 3 out of 10 difficulty according to PSM profiles, but it says it requires two playthroughs and 140 hours. Two playthroughs, huh? I mean, that's what it says. I, you know, there might be a, <laughs> there might be some way to cheese it. Yeah. Huh. But that's looking, you might, yeah, I know you, you, or if you want me to, if you want me to save yourself from spoilers, like, I can go look through all the trophies for you and tell you if there's, like, something like that. Uh, well, we got to remember the Royal Edition has, is the trophies are different. You're a smart guy. So. Smart guy. Smart guy. So, because... I have heard that there, yeah, there's different trophies because none of the tro- all the trophies are like just do this thing once, like uh, go play billiards once. Go. Yep. Royal says two out of ten difficulty, one playthrough, 120 hours. Okay. So. <laughs> still, still a feat. Still a feat, but just, but the, just a grind. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, yeah, I want to try it. Yeah. Um, I, I knew you would like that game, man. Like, you know, I, I never played the whole thing, but as somebody who's seen the whole story, I couldn't believe by towards the end of it how much I was like felt like the I was in the group like mm-hmm. I felt like I was like almost hanging out with these people it's this weird thing because usually I don't latch on to um, you know characters like that but I guess maybe when the only thing you're doing is watching a movie basically it's you're going to <laughs> but um, I knew that the, that's something you find very intriguing in games and and when it's done well and done right it, it elevates things to a, a certain level so yeah there's and really I've I've gotten the two more party members and I can't say that I don't like any of them. I like them all. So, minor spoilers, real quick, because I'm gonna ask Nick a question. If you do <laughs> care about Persona, um, maybe just forward ahead a little bit. But what are the last two characters you got? Uh, Yusuke and Makoto. Okay, cool. So cool. Yeah, so, yeah, those are two good ones. Yeah, and and one of my favorite parts of this game too, with the with the whole package in general, is when they unlock their persona mm-hmm. so they'll, they'll come with you and you're like oh yeah i know what's gonna happen Rip off your face. yeah <laughs> yeah you're gonna get the music you're gonna get the persona talking to them and then you get to see what their persona is so mm-hmm. uh, again spoilers slight spoilers when makoto's was like a giant motorcycle i was like holy shit yeah yeah makoto's cool her <laughs> name's queen right yeah queen yeah. yeah have you uh have you had to been spending a lot of time with uh what's his name akechi Akechi, is he like is he, he kind of a big big player right now? Or he no? just started showing up. Yeah, okay. he is he is a confident I can hang out with, but I think I only hung out with him once. So gotcha. Yeah, the okay. little nerdy detective boy. Yeah, he's so, he's so cool. Everybody loves him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, all the characters are very yeah. You just you like them all. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'll keep playing and I and I'll have some probably more thoughts. But uh, this train's gonna keep going. You know. Boop, boop. Well, it's going to take a, st- a quick break as I check out Resident Evil 4, but then we'll, I'll be back at it. I think I heard that the voice actor who plays Igor just died. Something, something like that. So they're trying to, f- yeah, what, they're, what they'll do for the The Japanese or the English? <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know. I didn't read, read into it that much. Um, well, the big question, Nick, is, is with as much as you're enjoying it, obviously it wouldn't be directly after, but you know, with the release of Persona 4 and 3 onto PS5. Is there a, a future where what, you... what consoles did those release on? Was Persona 4 PS3? Persona 4 was Vita. Oh. And Persona 3 was PS2. Oh. Hmm. But they're remakes, I think. Mm. No, no, they're not. I, no, I take that back. They're not. But... I don't... And I, I think this version we'll of <laughs> Persona 3, there's two versions. There was a portable version and a console version. This is the portable version. I don't 
know what that probably like the royal version or whatever yeah um we'll see where where i'm at after 120 hours of playing this game i know it's a hard question to answer now but (laughs) curious yeah um so i i don't think i i just saw just to answer the question now i don't think i will Mm. um i will definitely have persona 6 on my radar if i if i'm I'm at this level uh go throughout the game when persona 6 is announced that's instantly gonna skyrocket to my that honestly should like I mean, this game came out originally what 2017, 20 like Persona Five. Mm-hmm. It's been a while, man. Like, I wouldn't yeah, be I think- surprised if we if we get an announcement this year with maybe a release for next. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It might be twenty twenty five. Like those games take a while. God, it's the amount of dialogue there is. Everything. <laughs> yeah, twenty sixteen came out. But, uh- so we're we're coming up on seven years since a release. Yeah, we gotta be getting, yeah. getting announcements. And I and I will say, yeah, keep unlocking more and more like uh, stops, you know, like different cities and different mm-hmm. areas to go to. And it's like, oh my gosh, man! Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, another new area. <laughs> Check out. Oh, there's this strange guy that wants me to bring him stuff, and he gives me armor and stuff. It's weird. Yeah, it's Japanese. Yeah, it's in the best of ways. Yeah, it's great. It's I I try to play it every day if I can. It's just. It's sucked me in. Good. Good. That's what video games are supposed to do. <laughs> yeah. All right. So moving on, we typically don't talk about other podcasts here because, frankly, I'm not listening to them. I know you listen to Sacred Symbols still, mm-hmm. but I've kind of fallen off of all my gaming podcasts because I'm the ones that I used to listen to. I did because I just don't enjoy them anymore. I'm the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's only one podcast you should be listening to about video games. Yep. <laughs> And that's kind of funny. But, uh, you know, I was uh, scrolling YouTube, and I do subscribe to IGN's YouTube channel because I like to watch their reviews or previews of certain games um, for show prep or whatever, just my curiosity. And uh, I came across, they had clipped out a clip from their PlayStation podcast, Podcast Beyond, and the title on the, the title for it was "Killing the PS Plus Collection is a fuck you to new PS5 owners," <laughs> and I didn't click on it then, but I, I like I showed John. I'm like, we gotta watch this together because it might be show content. <laughs> and sure enough, it was. Um, what happens in this is uh, Akeem Lawinson. He's got he's got a bone to pick with Sony, <laughs> and uh, it is. He is very mad that they're getting rid of the PS Plus collection. And if you're not familiar with that, that is the thing that launched with the PS5. It's about 20 games. We talked about it a few podcasts ago because they're getting rid of it May 9th. You won't have access to it anymore. But it does include a lot of heavy hitter games. You know, the original God of War, The Last of Us Remaster, uh, Resident Evil 7, Persona 5 was in there. It was, yeah. That was the only <laughs> game that's been removed since. Uh, Your beloved and, Arkham Knight. So many good ones. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a great list of games. It's a, like an added value to when, you know, spending $500 on a console. At least you, we, even without, I think you have to be at least PlayStation Plus subscribed. Yeah. Um, just a, a library of games to get to. Um, but, you know, since then, PlayStation Plus Extra has come out. We have this whole new library of games to get to. And Sony has decided to pull the plug on this. So, Akeem, he's not very happy about this. You know, he's, he's his argument is that, you know, most of the time that this has been available, there's been supply shortages. So, now that they're more available, you know, this, this service should be around for another year. Because if you get a PS5 on May 10th, you can no longer 
get this. You know, you you lose out on this. And he even brought up his one five. Oh, I got a friend who's getting in his birthday. <laughs> yeah, you can't get these. <laughs> yeah, very believable story. But <laughs> uh, but uh, anyway. So and then he continues to go like he's afraid that this is a precursor from for Sony to remove titles from extra slash premium in which his words if they remove any games from the premium tier he will no longer subscribe to it. Um, so I'm going to tee you up on that John. I know you have some thoughts that uh, you watched the video. Um, the, 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 the crew gets involved in it too and they kind of share the same idea but John what are you what are your thoughts on this is this a fuck you to ps5 owners you cannot be mad at a company <laughs> or really anybody that in good faith throws you a gimme a freebie uh, hey here's here's 20 a thousand dollars in value of these games that you can download for free and guess what you don't have to have a PS5 to get them. You just have to have a PlayStation subscription. And if you do, you can add them to your library. When you get a PS5, here you go. But to, to say that Sony is sending a fuck you to people, they did this perfectly. They gave us months of warning in advance that this is going to happen. They gave us, you know, the, the games for free in the first place. It's just this extra thing. It wasn't like it took the place of anything else. It didn't, it didn't, it wasn't the, even the essentials for that month. It was just like, here's a bonus. We don't have a ton of games on launch on the PS5, even though they did. We don't have a ton of games. Here's 20 games that, like, you can go catch up on. Not to mention that, like, if you are somebody who is serious about video games, you know, and that's a nebulous statement. I don't know what that means, but like, if you are a person that's like, oh man, I want to do this shit. I want to play all these games. You would have played almost all of these at some point by now. These games are available on PS4 also. So, you know, it's not like it's this, this fuck you to people. It's just simply, it's simply to me reeks of a media outlet. And this isn't exclusive to IGN. This is just a problem in the world right now. It just reeks of an outlet who only way to get clicks, to get people to come to their shit, to come to their websites, is to make controversial statements that get people riled up like I am right now. Because <laughs> that's, that's again, that, that's what is people are feeding off nowadays. And I'm sick of it. I'm sick and tired of it, man. It's like, is Sony a perfect company? No. Is Microsoft a perfect company? No. But they each do great things and they each do shitty things. And it's just, I'm so sick and tired of companies or whatever, or news outlets. I'm getting riled up. I'm mixing my words now because, like, just getting mad about it because, oh, well, that's that's the only thing that you know keeps people coming back to us i'm tired of it yeah. and uh and you know again if you're listening to this just add them to your library as long as you're a playstation plus subscriber they will be there when you get your ps5 also if you again if you cared about this shit it's yeah they've been supply constrained but it hasn't been impossible like, it's right. not impossible. Like, if you care, Nick and I cared enough, right? Like, when we were, when the PlayStation 5 was coming out, we, we did our homework. We said, okay, they're going to drop them this time. Let's make sure we're ready. Let's register here. Maybe we don't get it. Maybe we do. And I know I'm coming from a place of privilege with this because I did get my PlayStation 5 on launch date. And there are some people probably out there that are like, fuck, man, I've been going on every single time. I can't, I can't get in a queue. I can't do this. But, like, I would also challenge that person. It's like, did you, like... Did you set the top, like, did you set a timer? Did you make sure you had it free? Or were you just like, oh, I'm going to try and press it on my phone a couple <laughs> minutes after? Like, there's all these things at play, and I'm not trying to get away. I'm now getting away from the, the topic at hand. But, no, I think IGN's completely out wrong in this case. And um, I think we should be applauding Sony for having those games available in the first place. It would be nice if they maybe kept it around and added to it. But not everything in life is free, guys. You got extra. You got premium. You got... Mm -hmm. 
more games than anybody could fucking, you know, and... I don't know, I'm just thinking back to like the times where I've had like a PlayStation One and a PlayStation Two, and I'm playing, you know, Tony Hawk Pro Skater for the 97th time because that's what I have. And like, it, it's fine. Um, just a lot of reeks of entitlement, man. That's all it does. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's that's a very good point. Um, it's yeah, it's just absurd. You know, it's we're we're we should be used to this by now with any subscription service that titles will go on it, titles will come away, mm-hmm. and this service, you know, is gonna go away, and these games are probably all gonna show up in extra, and you're just gonna have to pay the $100, which we just talked about last week, every month makes that money back every time in games. Right. Like if you were to buy all the games they release every month out of pocket through the PlayStation Store, it would be more than what you're paying for the whole year mm-hmm. for thousands of games. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I just it was a it's, it was a weak argument. You know, uh, he was he was saying that you have to download them, which was wrong. Like you don't have to. Like yeah. they're just like essential games. Like once you add them, it's as long it. as you have access to the service. Forgot about that. <laughs> it just blew my mind that a representative IGN says you have to have these downloaded on your hard drive to keep them. It's like, dude, that's never been the case ever. And I'm glad I'm glad his co-host called him out on that. But it's just. That just to me, that is just a little window into how poor this argument is, and how right, poor right. This, how, this how thought much process you... <laughs> was. Yeah, it's like I'm reaching because I'm, I'm pulling these kind of factual, kind of false. Hopefully, nobody calls me on my bullshit points here. And right? It's like, no, you're wrong, man. You're fucking wrong. And yeah, just because you want to be, you know, like awesome, I got to get mad about something. Right. We're right. It, yeah, it reeks of like virtue signaling because. You know, like he said, like, oh, if they remove stuff from uh, premium, I'm going to unsubscribe. I'm like, no, you're not. Yeah, <laughs> like, you're not. no, you're not. Like, it's the, the, the value is there. If you want to play games, it's there. Yeah, sure, games are going to leave, but who cares? Like, they'll be on sale somewhere else, mm-hmm. you know? Like, it's just. Right. And if, like, <laughs> yeah. If, want it. if any of those 20 games, you were, like, for whatever reason, waiting till you got your PlayStation 5 to play it with this collection, I. I bet the most expensive game on that list is twenty bucks. Right, right. You know, They're all PS4 games. And like twenty bucks is a lot of money to some people. I'm not again. I don't mean to be coming from a place of privilege that has the ability to do this stuff, but <laughs> I don't know, man. Like if twenty bucks is gonna make or break you, also like maybe this isn't your, your hobby. I don't know. <laughs> right. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It's just I don't know. Again, I think like you said, it was made to generate clicks. The video was weak. It was surprising that that was a video they decided to clip out because I don't think it made anyone really look good. No, and they were saying things like, you know, well, I, I understand maybe some of the third-party deals, but why doesn't Sony just keep its first-party shit on there, too? And it's like, like, they're not just, like, every game that Sony's ever made is not just going to be free forever. Like, this, you know, and Nintendo's sitting over in the corner with a fucking bag of popcorn just laughing at everybody. It's like, <laughs> like we're just going to charge you $70 for Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, which came out tw- nine years ago. And nobody says boo because we're Nintendo. And it's just, right. Even though that's not true, some people have a problem with that, but yeah. Anyway, rant over. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're good. I just, like I said, I, I just saw it and I was like, this has got to be the most clickbaity thing I've ever seen. I'm going to rile John up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's like, again, they're, they're a company, they're there to make money. They aren't going to keep paying for you to play these games, download these games for free. They're going to put them in a service where you'll have to pay. And again, you know, Probably a, a price increase is probably coming to PlayStation Plus Extra and Premium at some point. Yeah. But still, I just I don't I don't know what world you don't. It's the values there. Like yeah. it should be more expensive, honestly. Yeah, I mean, if I didn't, if I was just like more of a casual gamer, man, like I, yeah, it'd be hard 
to buy a game ever again. I'd just be like, I'm just going to subscribe to this and right. play what comes. And, you know, yeah, maybe a, a Dark Souls 4 and a Bloodborne 2, uh, Near Automata 2 comes out. And I buy that because I care so much. Hades 2 is another good example. Yeah. Um, but just so much entitlement out there right now. <laughs> yeah. Back in my day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Gamers don't know how good they have it now. Yeah. Yeah. You guys remember when cartridges were $90 in 1992? Oh, you don't? Mm, weird. Yeah. Bitches. So, so yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Yep. Well. Moving on. Something nicer. Something, <laughs> something funner. All right. So we're going to do another news roundup because it, it just news keeps on coming and there's some Sony news here too. So you mentioned DEFCON level at the beginning of this, and I almost was going to do one because <laughs> we were less than five weeks away from this big Horizon DLC, Burning Shores, coming uh, April 19th, and we had not heard anything about it, <laughs> like right. not a single thing. So uh, Sony did change that. Uh, we didn't get any footage of the, the game yet, but uh, we did get some details. Uh, the DLC will, is only going to be $20. Nice, nice. It is already up for pre-order on the store. If you pre-order, you do get some bonus skins, a skin for Aloy and a skin for your bow. Uh, they're not very good. Yeah. They're not, not great. Okay. So, and then you, they also mentioned that you must complete the main game. So if you just got Horizon Forbidden West through Extra and are playing through it, you cannot access this DLC until you beat the game entirely. So, And then once you do, you're going to get a call from Lance Riddick, Aww. Silence. Uh, and he'll get you going to this new region in the game. Um, John, are you? Do you want to play this? Yeah, I do. I, I want to play this. I mean, yeah, they didn't show off any new gameplay, but they did show some like it looked maybe like some N-engine shots, and like it looks crispy, dude. It looks really, really good. Um, I think the idea of twenty dollars is perfect. I, I don't think anybody would complain about that. It does tend me to lead, lead me to believe that it is going to be on, probably a bit on the shorter side, which is right. fine. Like I, I think a four to six hour experience is more than enough, even if it's even if it's three to four. I think that that's appropriate. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm excited to jump back in. Um, you know, here here Lance, you know, it'll be good, it'll be sad <laughs> but good, and uh, yeah, I don't know, be, I'll be there. Yeah, I think. Same here. I think it's, again, nothing is really coming out. Uh, Jedi Survivors a week later, but, you know, it's kind of got the month to itself. We don't really have a lot of Sony exclusive stuff coming mm -hmm. in a little bit here. So, yeah, it's probably going to be fun to jump back in. And uh, they showed a whole, they had a whole video about getting ready for this. And, and it is one of my biggest pet peeves is coming back to a game I haven't played in over a year and not remembering anything about Horizon's how to play. a tough one too, man. Yeah. Like there's a lot of systems and, and like what I'm just trying to remember is like, I only like the bow. I only like the bow. It doesn't matter. I don't need to learn all these other things. I only like the bow. The spear is great though. It is true. I know. There'll probably be something. Oh, I should have been using this the whole time. Um, but yeah. no, I mean, most, most excited thing, the main reason I want to play it, in fact, probably the only reason I want to play it is because I, I want to see if I can tell the difference of, of of what is a truly next-gen PS5 version of this game, you know, versus the what maybe felt like it got hold back with the PS4. Like, see if I can yeah. tell some differences. Yes, this there. is PS5 only, so right. you played in Forbidden West on PS4, you cannot get this. So, um, yeah, so that is coming next month, and you'll hear some impressions from us about it. Do you think they'll do a state of play for it? No, I don't, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, I don't I think, I think we're building to a big showcase. If it's for a the later if it's a four-ish hour experience, I don't think there's enough. 
there right. too. We'll just get a trailer of what's actually in it. Yep. Um, and then be done. But uh, yeah, it's exciting. Going back to Horizon. So. Yep. You know, well, we'll release our DLC. You know. Two weeks before Zelda again. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> good. It just, that's true. <laughs> I didn't even think of that till this moment. It's just like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> At least that, that's enough time for people to get through it. Right. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Zelda's going to suck all the oxygen out of the room, so yep. no one will be talking about it when the, after uh, Zelda comes out. All right. So moving on, we have a rumor from Spider-Man 2. Uh, this comes from a really credible source. Uh, Tony Todd, who is voicing Venom in Spider-Man 2 from Insomniac. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how these guys get away with this, tweeting stuff like this, but he but he tweeted, Looks like September. <laughs> massive, massive publicity coming in August. Commercials start dropping in August, so I'm told. Hold on to, you, hold on to your uh, blank and hold breath. Gonna be necessary. Hold on to your butts. <laughs> it's just like, oh my god. Yeah. And Sony PR is just probably shaking their head like, oh my god. Get this fucking guy under control. <laughs> you know, we like we had Lance Riddick do it with the DL teasing this DLC that we just talked about before it was announced, and now we got Tony Todd doing the same thing with the release date. But um, if this is true, John, how do you feel about playing some Spider-Man 2 in September? That's kind of what I was, that's kind of the time frame I was hoping for and thinking it would be. I mean, I thought, you know, there's a, there's a reality where, you know, Sony pushes it into a little closer to the holidays. You know, Ragnarok last year was November and that sold obviously super well. And Spider-Man's going to, you know, I, I, I am, I would put $100 down right now that Spider-Man 2 will be the best-selling PlayStation exclusive ever after it comes out. Like, I think that, that game's going to sell like hotcakes, so putting it close to Christmas might have been smart, but... First one came out in September, um, and I think Sony is going to really want to try and you know battle Starfield if they can, and Spider-Man Two is the way to do that. Mm -hmm. um, I think you know I think it would be hilarious if they released it on the exact same day as Starfield, <laughs> just to kind of like really show like you know um, just the differences between the two publishers. But there is a little risk of that as well because you know if you have Game Pass, you can just play Starfield as opposed to like here's shell out 70 bucks for Spider-Man right now, so there mm -hmm. might be a little bit of weird comparisons there, but I think September's a great time. I think it kind of fits the, like, I don't know, it just feels like the time of year to play a game like that, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping it's that, because if I have to, you know, tell my son anymore about how, you know, where Spider-Man 2 is, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> yeah. still, still the fall, buddy. I don't know what to tell you, <laughs> but um, it's exciting, you know. I, I know I didn't have it on my top five most anticipated games of the year but truthfully it is you know just <laughs> spider-man 2 doesn't need any more shine you know yep yep atomic art huh yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah no the sooner the better is what i say so yeah september I, i'm i'm jonesing to play this game it's gonna be great so uh that'll be exciting if that is confirmed yep. which we'll probably hear about in a sony showcase that's gonna occur from now till june yeah you know? that, i mean <laughs> that i mean that lines up perfectly in my opinion is you know the rumored showcase in may that would be the, about the perfect time to show off the gameplay of it put a date on it and get people hyped throughout the summer i mean it doesn't yeah. need a crazy long marketing cycle no. but i think i think if that is true it's pretty safe to say that there will be a showcase in in May because I think Spider-Man 2 also is almost maybe like the one game that is big enough like I you know I don't maybe they, maybe they do have a state of play a little closer to it too but they got to have a big a big a big blowout. Yeah. So. No, they will. Yeah. 
All right, so moving on to the next news item. Uh, we have a new game from Valve. You Is know. it Half-Life 3? <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh. They don't do anything with 3. They no don't. Worries. That's an unlucky number to them, so they don't touch it. But what they do like is number two. Bringing everything up to a two. <laughs> so, what game is an end of the two? Counter-Strike. Hearthstone 2. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not Valve. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> do you do a video game podcast? No, I, yeah, but I don't play PC games. <laughs> so, announced out of nowhere is Counter-Strike 2. It is coming this summer. It'll be a free upgrade to CSGO. So, just like Overwatch 2 kind of erased Overwatch 1. This is gonna do the same thing to CSGO. Uh, they brought three videos with it, kind of showing up the tech. Uh, they talked about tick rate. They talked about how they're changing all the environments to make them more current, all the, the weapon skins, all the skins in the game are gonna be more current. Uh, but one of the cool things they did show is this responsive smoke. Uh, that was the first video John and I watched. And uh, it's smoke that just naturally fills the space. So if you throw it in like a, a vent, it fills the vent. You know, it's not just like expanding out, clipping through the walls or anything weird. It fills it out. And then if you go to shoot through the smoke, it reacts to bullets passing through it. You know, it'll open up a, 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 like a like almost opening up a curtain. So you shoot in the hole, there's gonna be a hole in the smoke that you can see through. And then once you stop shooting, the smoke will naturally just refill it. Uh, it looked cool. Counter Strike really cool. I thought Counter Strike is not my thing, but it it is cool that Valve is uh, doing this, make getting it updated because I CS:GO is gosh really old at this point. It's got to be ten years old, not more. Um, That's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> so so just cool and yeah, and when Valve 2012. Yep. Yeah, Valve. Well, yeah, 2012. There you go. So when Valve releases a game, it's it's something to talk about because you know they. They put a lot of work into it, and it and it shows. But you drafting this game? Hmm? Hmm. Well, yeah. Is it is it draftable? Probably. Oh dang! I didn't even think about that. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, yeah, and I don't know why it wouldn't be. That's true. Um, yeah, I mean, Counter Strike not not my cup of tea either. I, first person shooters really aren't my cup of tea, so um, not a lot to say on my end. But uh, again, that smoke physics. The smoke physics was one of those things where you're like, huh, I have literally never seen a game do that before. And those are always cool moments. I don't care what it is. If I can see a game do something that's, like there's that weird viewfinder game that I saw a trailer for where it's like you take a picture and then you implement that picture into the world. It's like, that shit's cool. Like, I don't want to play that, mm -hmm. but it's cool. So, right. Um, yeah, good news for all Counter-Strike fans out there. I think there's still millions of you. People love that shit, so, so it's good Yeah, news. there's no uh, console plans as of yet for the game, but this will be coming to PC this summer. Alright, last news item is we got a new game announcement from 2K and Visual Concepts and LEGO? <laughs> <laughs> uh, announced for PS4 and PS5, LEGO 2K Drive is coming May 19th. For seventy bones dollars, their bones are their money. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should. Uh, make this was accompanied by a trailer in which you know it's just the world. Consider it like a Forza Horizon, an open world driving game, in which you can uh, change cars on the fly, change into boats. I don't remember if there were planes or not, but they they definitely drove off a bridge into the water and changed into a boat. Um, it's cool looking. It's Lego. Uh, visual visual concepts, uh, you know, are, are known for WWE 2K23. So I don't know. 
what the they're going to in the NBA series. Yeah, <laughs> so this is kind of a little bit out of their wheelhouse. So I don't know how good it will be, but the trailer looked fun. I, I, it's not my jam, but yeah, yeah. I mean, Lego's a weird franchise, man. It's like <laughs> it's cool, and I like that it's so prolific and just kind of all over the place. But at the same time. If it gets attached to something, I gotta admit, I'm a little less excited for it. Like, <laughs> it's it's a cool idea, you know. It's not my demographic. I'm sure the kids, you know, the kiddos, the kiddos would like it, but I'd rather just play Forza Horizon or right. you know something else that scratches that itch, but not that. It's like you know, and, and we've like, been flooded with Lego games. How many Lego games has there been? Yeah, you know, you know so many. Playing you know, account. playing through something like Lego Marvel's Avengers, and it's cool. Like, you can be all the superheroes, but like. I just want to play Spider-Man. Like, he's swinging, you know, these weird animations, and, like, the combat's kind of, uh, so, um, you know, but this will be an entirely different game, um, you know, unlike anything they've ever done. So it could be, have you know, not have that feeling at all, but it's hard not to at least initially feel that way right. when I see right. one. So. so, you know, it'll be good, I bet, but not blow your pants off good. No. And, yeah, it's, like, announcements. Like, I think you were saying, like, this seems to be the new way games are being announced. Mm-hmm. You know, the last two mm-hmm. things we just talked about. Counter-Strike 2 and Lego 2K Drive and and then or even just Spider-Man like we'll probably find out in May that Spider-Man's coming out you know three months or four months later you know it's this quick announcement to yeah. release date you know it's interesting because there then there are games out there like you know Suicide Squad right like if that was shown off and then like yeah it's coming out in two months like you know it's like less time to react even though that's a bad example because they're <laughs> that's exactly what they're doing they're just, <laughs> all right we're just not going to come out then but you know i wonder if we will see a, an uptick of games that just like ooh you shouldn't have done that you know because you don't have as much time to take the feedback but right. um i i do i i really truly believe that that is why sony's been so quiet that's why we know so little about the second half of the of the um of the year yep. you know between i you know again i'm just gonna say it, cyberpunk was the one i think that broke the camel's back where it's just like we can't it cd project red lost so much money and goodwill like goodwill and their stock tanked so like i think yeah i think that was the canary in the coal mine of just like this is gonna be how it is going forward which i'm fine with like if they come out if neil Druckmann's like yeah you know what we are making the last of us three guess what three months <laughs> fuck yeah man like, that's way cooler than yeah you know you know and i think that's why i you know kind of going off of what we talked about last week i was thinking about this on the way in is um i do think they're working on the last of us three right now and i think the reason that neil's being coy is because like he says they're making it, then it is that, like, okay, well, now we got two years out from when it was announced, and, like, people are just going to be talking about it and whatever and just dragging it on. If he says no, he's got nothing to lose. It doesn't matter, and then they can show it off when they want to. So, yeah, I think that's just the shift has happened. We're in the middle of the shift. We have to get used to the shift, (laughs) and that's fine. Well, yeah, I guess we'll see how things go this E3 season with all these conferences, how how far ahead they want to talk. You know, Microsoft last year was very keen on saying games that are coming out within a year. Yep, Starfield's already out of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where's Hollow Knight? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so we'll see. But uh, yeah, I think I think a lot of publishers don't want to you know blow out their whole catalog and then have us go. Where is uh, Contraband and Fable and Perfect Dark? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, you Ever know, Wild? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All the the Microsoft ones, especially Avowed. You know, mm-hmm. the, the list goes on and on. So, um, speaking of that, where's Pragmata? 
Where's that? <laughs> Wasn't that supposed to be this year? Uh, probably. Uh, uh, like that's the Capcom game. Capcom the, one, yeah. the one that looked like a Hideo Kojima trailer. Yeah, pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was like with the very first reveal of like PlayStation Five games. So, <laughs> yeah, it still has a 2023 release date. Yeah. So, oh, oh. <laughs> but, but to our point, like that could I could see that being like Capcom comes in the summer. They go here it is. This is our fall title. Right. Here it is. Like. Right. Show it in June, release it in October, show right. it in or November. Like, and that wouldn't be even unheard of for them. I think famously they showed off one of the Resident Evils, or maybe a couple of the Resident Evils in in uh, like E3, and then released that following January. So like, they're kind of mm-hmm. used to that kind of stuff. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So we shall see. All, All right. right, let's move on to our final topic. All right, so. You know, Nick's uh, balls deep in some Persona, so, you know, JRPGs are definitely uh, top of mind right now. So we kind of just were discussing and, you know, wanted to kind of go over some of our favorite art JRPGs of all time, um, you know, and, and just talk about them. Mm-hmm. Nothing special about it. Just want to kind of highlight some of the, the best JRPGs. You know, maybe we'll start doing this on the show. You know, we can kind of tackle some different genres and things, you know. Maybe not like the, what's your favorite RPG? Like an action-adventure game. But, you know, some more specialized genres, right? Like Metroidvanias and things like that might be fun. So, mm. um, I got a couple lists, or a list of a couple. Um, and what I've realized when I started filling out my list is like, it really is hard to define a JRPG. Or it's, it's almost like there, it's, it's almost like remakes and remasters where it's, everybody has a different set of rules. Some people it's just like, is it an RPG that was made in Japan? Then it's a JRPG. Some people's like, no, it needs to have that turn-based system. The menu looks kind of that same way. Like the, the tropes that we all know with the boy who has amnesia who actually is gonna save the world. Like all that kind of shit. Right. So, Kind of hard to define. Well, the uh, the term RPG is hard to define because every game has RPG mechanics in it. God of War Ragnarok is an RPG, technically. You know, you have loot and armor and stats and buffs and all that stuff. So, you know, but we're kind of going the more traditional, like when what most people think when they think about JRPGs, like you said. Yep. So just honorable mentions to get them out because if, if, (laughs) if, uh, you know, I was, come on, you you know me. Uh, if these did qualify, they would for sure be up there. So I just Dark Souls and Nier Automata. For whatever reason, those two I've seen on a lot of lists of best art JRPGs. I don't consider them that way, <laughs> just because they have RPG mechanics and they have a you know Japanese developers and a feel to it. I, I don't really consider that. But if they were, if they are considered that, definitely those two. But um, let's, let's just go one by one, huh? So the first one I'm going to throw out. Well, you throw out one, and then I'll throw right. out one. Right, one, okay. one by one by one. Okay, okay, uh, all right. Okay, right. <laughs> making sure. Uh, I've talked about it on the show many times. I consider this the game that got me into video games as a passion, not just a thing I do on the side. And that's Final Fantasy X. Um, I think anybody who's a JRPG fan is probably going to have one Final Fantasy X, or sorry, one Final Fantasy, X, one Final Fantasy game in their list, and it's usually the first one they played. You know what? Because because yeah. nostalgia plays so deep into these kind of things. I think a lot of kids can kind of wrap their heads around JRPGs because it's a little slower paced. You get the turn based. You get the you know kind of a little bit more time to think out what you're doing. And so I came across Final Fantasy X as a 12 year old kid. Some for whatever reason I missed out on you know Final Fantasy VII and Chrono Trigger and things like that. So this was really kind of not only my first Final Fantasy game, but really my first JRPG experience and. I I don't recall a time where I had that feeling, and, and maybe it was because I was also going to school at this time, but we've all had this feeling, right, where it's just like, I don't care what I'm doing right now, I'm not playing the game I want to play, and it fucking drives me crazy. And this, ha- this game came out, I believe, when I was playing it, um, during the famous 
blackout that lasted three days that like knocked out the entire northeast of the country including yeah. some of some of the midwest and so i was especially pissed off because like i was home and i just was i was reading the manual front to back but um you know back in the day when manuals were sweet but no this game it, it, it is a jrpg through and through you know boy who's lost out lost in a far world that doesn't know where he is you know has the love interest goes through collects all the gear blah 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 fight mm-hmm. big boss but um it just, it just hit me in a very special way where I just I, I could not put it down. I love the leveling up mechanics. I love the sphere grid, which is kind of the um, skill tree that they have in the game. It just was very, I don't know, almost therapeutic to kind of go in there and kind of map out your thing and just like the noises that everything made. It just all hit me perfectly, <laughs> and um, I, I think till the day I die. I don't think I would go as far to this at this point to say. It's my favorite game, or it's the best game, but it is probably the most important game to me, and I will always have a very special place for Final Fantasy X. Sure. Yeah. No. Good choice. Yeah. Final Fantasy as a franchise just all the has a, every all the right tropes. You know, the music, the sound effects, you know, the Fira, Fira, or uh, Fira. I say Fira. <laughs> Fira. Say you know, Fira, all, Fira. all the spells. I think mostly the... because Firaga sounds stupid, so Firaga <laughs> sounds way better. So like, it's got to be able to say through it. Yeah, yeah. So those, yeah, those kind of things keep keep throughout the series, even though every story is kind of told on its own. And uh, yeah, I have a Final Fantasy game on here, and it's seven, of course. Yep. Yep. You know, it's, just as John has explained, that was my introduction to the series. You know, very beloved, seminal uh, game, and uh, I thought maybe it was just a nostalgia thing because again, I was very young, younger than John was when playing Final Fantasy X. When I played Final Fantasy VII, and you know that that is you know just the right age to experience those things. That it just imprints on you. Mm-hmm. But then Final Fantasy VII Remake came out, and it just reaffirmed my love for the game and the characters and all that and not because I just love that game I wasn't even planning on playing uh, getting it at all and then I played the demo and I was like oh god yeah. this is so good and the characters are so great like I, I'm just I'm in yeah. <laughs> you know so Midgar is definitely a top tier setting yeah. um, you know and that's not where you spend the entire game but you know a lot of it and so yeah, I don't think we'd need to really say anything more about no, Fantasy VII no. in terms of like, hey, no. you should go check it out. But that that has that has been that is one that you know, like I said, I never played, uh, and I have made several passes to try and play it as an adult. And every time I get to the open world of that game, I just I shut down because I'm just like I don't I don't know like I I, li- I liked the Midgar section because like I felt like it flowed a little better, but like as soon as I got into the open world and. You know, maybe it's just because I need to remember how games were back in the days. Like, you do need kind of need to pay attention to what people are talking to you about. Like, hey, right. they're saying like, "Hey, there's this town that I I know. It's in the northeast corner by the lake." Yeah. Like, and I'll just be like, "X X X X X." I don't care. And they're like, "Where do I go?" <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's yeah, very very good pick, of course. Yeah. Um, next game, you know, I I guess I guess this was played before Final Fantasy X, so you know maybe you can consider this my first JRPG, but. <laughs> Um, Pokemon Blue. Uh, I think this is. I think this does fit into the JRPG tropes. Yeah. Not in you know not as and as easily as something like a Dragon Quest or Final Fantasy does. But you know, um, I was eight. I had friends into it. The guards were coming out. The show was great. 
you couldn't ask for more as a kid, you know, just the, the pure dopamine of capturing a new thing and that you've never seen before getting your Pokemon, your favorite Pokemon up to a level and it evolves is always going to be one of the best feelings you'll ever get. Um, and you know, and yeah, learning a new move or something that, that just destroys the other, other, you know, the other Pokemon is, is cool. And it's, it's kind of sad because I have tried to go back into a Pokemon game and be like, maybe I can rekindle some of this, and I cannot. No. These games at this point <laughs> are so not my jam, but you know, when it comes to time and place and, and how I felt in the moment, um, just laying in my bed with a Game Boy Color, and listening to stupid little chibi music coming out of those so stupid speakers, like it's just it's very comfy, very, very cozy. And yeah, and then like going to school and talking to your friends, like, dude, I just caught the Kangas kind of like, no, you fucking didn't. <laughs> Probably not in those same words, but um, you know, it's it's I don't have the largest JRPG catalog. I kind of realized going through this, so I was like, Pokemon definitely, I think, belongs on my list. Um, at least if we're talking about our favorite ones, are we broken because we both don't like Pokemon? I don't think so. No, I think other people are broken. Because <laughs> in a similar boat, I played Pokemon Red, and I've never touched Pokemon ever again. How old were you? Jeez, <sighs> I don't know. Middle school. Okay. I don't know. When, when did it, what year did it come out? <laughs> 96 or 7? Yeah, so, yeah, it would have been, yeah, I don't, 10, 11, 12. I mean, I, th- I, think it's, I think it's one of those, you know, it's it's insane, man. Like, Pokemon truly is insane to me because, you know, it's, it's the most profitable media franchise in human history mm-hmm. um, and it hasn't slowed down it just <laughs> no. keeps going and I, I I wonder like my son right he and like it's funny because he is Pikachu still it's like not even like oh I like this new weird Pokemon it's a Pikachu um, but I feel like there is a thing where it's like if you get exposed to Pokemon pre X age and I don't know what that age is but it's probably somewhere right. between me and where you were right. if you get exposed to it before that you're in right. if you get exposed to it after eh Right. Unless if you're, <laughs> unless if you're just into all like Digimon, Pokemon, like I'm sure there's people that are into that, but right. Um, yeah. No, we're not broken, Nick. I, I, I don't. I don't. <laughs> Pokemon Sword was one of the worst gaming experiences I've had in a long time. <laughs> okay. I didn't lose a single battle in the entire playthrough. I was okay. just like, I was just like, I'm just hitting, I'm just hitting fight, <laughs> I fight, 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 right. fight, right. It's just like God. Yeah. Mm, whatever. <laughs> I did get to be a giant weird panda that beat people up though. So. <laughs> Um, all right, yeah. yeah. What's your second one? All right. My next one is Skies of Arcadia. This is an early 2000s JRPG. Uh, it, it initially released on the Dreamcast, but I played it on the GameCube. It had its Persona 5 Royal Edition mm. equivalent on GameCube. Uh, and it was just a great franchise. It was, you're a pirate, you're a sky pirate. So uh, you flew around in the sky. Um, and you recruited a crew, very Mass effect you, you recruited a crew, you customized your boat, and it had your typical turn-based battles, but it also had turn-based ship battles, and those were dope. Were those a part of the same battle, or are those separate? Like? They're separate. They're okay. their, own, their own special thing. And you would buy upgrades for your pirate ship, you would retrofit it, and you'd get some sweet moves, some sweet cannons on there. Some sweet moves. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was, it was a very unique franchise. So, uh, and yeah, it came from Sega. So, 
I'm surprised they have never touched it again since. It's just kind of been dormant. (laughs) Yeah, this is a weird one for me, man, because, like, it was a complete blind spot. Like, I heard about this game. I I swear the first time I heard about this game was last year. I'm like, what is this? (laughs) Then I go on the Metacritic. It's like 91. I'm like, what is this? And I talk to you about it. You're like, yeah, I love that game. So, um, yeah, I feel like that's definitely a a series that somebody's going to try and revitalize here soon, maybe. I mean, if... I don't know. Like maybe you get some of these smaller teams, smaller Japanese teams that are just looking to kind of get their foot in the door. And I don't, like you said, Sega owns it, but I don't know. Every single person that plays it seems to have loved it. So why, yeah, why hasn't it been touched? Why, why are we at Final Fantasy 16 and we're not at Skies of Arcadia at least like two? Right. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, yeah, it seems like the JRPGs are always around, and you know, the, there's the Scarlet Nexuses and the smaller ones. Uh, you know, Genshin Impact is huge right now. You would think like more JRPGs would be out there, but yeah, I, I mean, know. Japan is definitely definitely going through a resurgence lately. I, I think you know, kind of the history of JRPGs has been like a very wavy thing. Where it's like back in the early '90s, the best games, not only art role playing is, but the, but the best best games overall were JRPGs. Like that's what people consider. You know, the Chrono Triggers and the Final Fantasy Sixes and things like that. You know, with Zelda thrown in, but and then something happened, like, I don't know, the mid-2000s maybe, where it's like JRPGs almost became like a joke, you know? It's like when Final Fantasy thirteen started like coming out, it's like all these things. It's just like they really almost became like, you know, hyper, hyper dimension Neptunia and like that kind of shit started coming out. It's like almost seemed like a joke category. But with, <laughs> with Capcom and with, um, you know, all these other Japanese developers from software, you know, kind of having a very, very strong last 10 years... Final Fantasy 16 seems like it's really going to be good. I, I have a special feeling about that game. Um, you know, we might see we might see a resurgence of this, this kind of stuff coming up. But yeah, we saw a Game of the Year candidate last year, Xenoblade Chronicles. Yeah, so that's true. They're 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 definitely on people's mind, and they're definitely selling. So yeah, yeah. So uh, my third one, and again, I know it's very meat and potatoes. I could talk about Persona 5, but I feel like kind of a cheat doing that because I didn't play it. I just experienced it. <laughs> and I feel like you're probably about to talk about it, maybe. I don't know. Nah, I refrained. You refrained? Okay. Um, Final Fantasy 12. I, I, I don't want to throw a second one in there, but again, I, you know, I, I feel more confident talking about something that I truly did love and, and saw from front to back as opposed to something that I maybe didn't see the whole way. But um, I was obviously very excited for this game because Final Fantasy XI fucking let me down. And they're like, no, we're making this weird online thing. You know, I was like so excited right. to play the next Final Fantasy. <laughs> so they made me play Final Fantasy X-2. So which was annoying they do it. Yeah. So, you know, I was, so was kind of bummed about that. But Final Fantasy XII was coming out. And this was back also in the era where, like, these games came out every one or two years. It wasn't as long of a wait as it is now. And this game fucking slaps, man, in a completely different way. Like, I didn't really know what to expect because, again, Final Fantasy X was my first Final Fantasy, one of my first JRPGs. And so I was kind of expecting more of the same, and I was pleasantly surprised that it was not. Um, you know, it implements this system that I have yet to see anything really quite like it, uh, called, I believe it's the Gambit system, mm-hmm. where you kind yeah. of outfit your characters to follow a sort of, a sort of set of operations. That so, you yeah, can, it's like programming them. <laughs> yeah, and like at first I was like, this is weird. I don't know how to feel about this, but once you figure out how these characters, like what their roles are and how to program them, and you can really find a cool flow to be like, okay, yeah, I got, I got this guy. Once he hits 40% HP less than them, then this character is going to heal them. And then if the enemy is being targeted by this person, he throws a fire attack at it. Or like, you know, if you notice the weak, it's just, yeah. and it's very in depth. It's not just like, okay, you're attack first, then you heal, then you, then you 
briefly yeah. or whatever. It's it's very in depth. You can tweak it so that your you know your percentages are all different. And I believe as you go through the game, you they're kind of unlocks, right? They're yeah. not just like built in from the get go. You no. start to unlock them, and it's like oh shit, that could be super useful for this guy. Right. Um, and so yeah, it just kind of you know had a very fresh sense of gameplay that I, I wasn't used to at the point at the moment and. Um, you know, from what I can remember, I don't remember a ton about the story, but I, you know, it was serviceable. It was very Final Fantasy. Um, very political. Very, yeah, it was more more political. Um, but yeah, it, it was. You know, I remember buying a strategy guide for it because I, I was into the min maxing. I was into the finding <laughs> all the best. Um, you know, because there's, I think that yeah, that was another part of the game I loved. I loved the hunting aspects to it like where you go bounties. into the town the bounties yeah you go into the town yeah. and there's some special monster that shows up in a certain area and it kind of shows you where to go and um and they're always gonna be tougher battles you know than than your standard monsters but um yeah and, and just and i think i really enjoyed the non-random encounters aspect of it too where like you kind of mm-hmm. go into this area it's not open world it's not linear but you're kind of in open <laughs> sonic frontier style open zone <laughs> and um you know, you kind of saw the animals stalking around, you know, where mm-hmm. it's, it was, it's, you couldn't avoid them if they saw you, they're going to run and get you. But like, it just, it, it, it gave it a little more, I don't know, just felt a little bit more uh, quality of life kind of thing, because there's certain points in Final Fantasy X, especially towards the end of the game, when you're in the final dungeon, and you're, you're taking three steps before the shit crashes, yeah. you know, like, do another fight, it's like, you know, it's like, I just want to get there like, let me get there <laughs> so um yeah i haven't honestly i since that game you know 13 was eh, 14 i didn't do because i don't dig the online stuff and 15 was a letdown so really hoping that if 16 can can get inserted into that that duo of final fantasy love that i have for those two I, i'm it'll be one of my favorite games of the year for sure yeah 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 i, I really like final fantasy 12 too and I too do not remember the story very much, but I do remember the gambit system. I do remember when you would get into combat, like lines would come out yeah. of your characters' heads, and they'd point at how they're, where they're going to go and attack. And yeah. yeah, it was it was it was a very unique game overall. Yeah. Like just from the gameplay to the story, it was all, it was very different than their typical uh, Final Fantasy game. So yeah, I did think about going back. I actually, I did. I did more than think about going back. I bought the Zodiac Age edition, which was uh, the re-release for PS4. Um, but I did it like a long time ago. You okay. can't judge me. It was before you knew me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was kind of like the thing where it's like, as soon as I got to like, okay, I got to deck out my gambit system. I was like, ah, was, uh, my brain, I'm tired. So maybe one day, but um, still in that, you know, back in 2000, and I'm gonna guess four. I guess 2004 game. It was uh, quite awesome. Yeah. No, it was very good. All right. right. What you got, Nick? Uh, I have some honorable mentions. 2006. I'm an idiot. I got Yakuza Like a Dragon. Mm. Which mm, we talked about zero that I talked about That's on this show. Uh, Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. Mm. That was a great game. And then on Super Nintendo, Illusion of Gaia, oh. which is probably not a <laughs> JRPG anyone's really heard of, but it's very old. Yeah. Um, but uh, my neighbor had it, and I played a lot of it. But the next one I want to bring is also from Sega, and that is Valkyria Chronicles. Ah, uh, Valkyria Chronicles, yep. Yep, the first game. Uh, that's the only one I've played. There's been four of them, but uh, I only played the first game. This is a third-person tactical shooter uh, in which you... Uh, turn-based, move your characters around on the screen, and depending where enemies are or whatnot, if you walk in front of enemies, they'll start shooting you. 
and covers a thing that you control tanks, you control snipers, medics, all that kind of stuff. In fact, you also, like a Fire Emblem, you have a recruit system, uh, and you can even recruit Skies of Arcadia characters. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I forget the tie-in. I don't know if it was because it was Sega or if there was a developer tie-in. But, uh, that was also kind of the era, I felt like, where there was like all these like re- weird random little crossovers going yeah. on, like all the Soul Calibur <laughs> crossovers and things like that. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so you would move characters around, and then you would, you know, you could go basically into a third-person shooter mode if it was a sniper first-person, and you would take your turn. Um, it was just a very unique game. It was very anime. There was a lot of crazy things that happened in it, but I, I really enjoyed it, and I think, I think the sequel ended up being on, like, PSP or Vita or something, so that's why like I never I never was able to touch it again. And I do have Valkyria Chronicles four in my wish list. It goes down to like eight bucks all the time, and I haven't pulled the trigger yet. But uh, um, yeah, because then they didn't they do that weird like they did a new Valkyria Chronicles game that people hated, and then they came back with like four. Right, right. there's something <laughs> weird about that. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, but, uh, great franchise, great art style, great music. Just there's a lot of great things to like. And again, similar similarly to Final Fantasy XII, it's just a very different game than you're used to. There's not a lot of games like this, in which you're kind of controlling the pieces as in third person mode, uh, and not you know you it did have a tactical view, but when you're moving characters, it wasn't like I'm highlighting a character and saying go here. I'm taking control of the character and then I'm moving them myself to where I want to go. So, yeah, um, this is another game I bought. <laughs> never, oh. never really went into, <laughs> but um, I wonder if after my my newfound love for Into the Breach, I wonder <laughs> if this would be a game that I would I would vibe with because similarly similarly to Turtles, found out that I kind of do like beat 'em up. <laughs> Into the Breach, I was like, maybe I do like these kind of games if they're done well. And, and this is one of the ones that I remember enjoying it when I played it. But, like, it just, again, kind of got to the point where I was like, these systems are overwhelming me. I don't want to use my brain. Which, once I got through that part of Into the Breach, I fucking loved it. So, yeah. I wonder if, you know, I wonder if that could be a... Not that I'll ever play it. Time, but, you know, in another, in another world. Yeah. But, good pick. Yeah. No, it's... Uh... Again, with both playing Persona 5, it seems like I'm on a JRPG kick, so I might just jump into Valkyria Chronicles 4 or yeah. another one after this, or, or just wait till Final Fantasy 16 is probably what I'll really do. But. Yeah, I'm looking at the uh, Metacritic score, so the first one got an 86, really good. Second one got an 83. Third one didn't get any reviews, which was weird. And then they tried Valkyria Revolution in 2017. That got a 54. <laughs> and then 4 got back up to an 85. Yeah. So, so I, yeah, I don't know what Revolution was, but not what people wanted. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. It's uh, all, all great games. Every game we listed. Um, if you're listening and you want to... Pro- you know, email us uh, like games that you loved. You know, do it. We'll we'll read it on the show. Yeah. Because um, there's so many. I you know I, I think I showed you like this the best selling ones, and there's just so many. I mean, we yeah. didn't even get into like Dragon Quest or Tales or yeah. you know the other ones that are still around to this day and releasing games all the time. What is your biggest? I wish I played this JRPG. Do you have one? I'm playing it right now. <laughs> okay. Uh, besides that one. <laughs> uh, I probably Tales maybe. Did you play Chrono Trigger? Or Dragon Quest? Yeah, I you did. did. Okay. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I way after the fact. Sure. I didn't play it. 
on Super Nintendo. I think I played it through an emulator. So I don't I don't have the, the same nostalgia for sure. that game that other people do. So, yeah. um, no, I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, there, there are some... Like, I would love to try the Tales series. Like, I have Tales of Arise. I played a little bit of it. It was great, but, you know, I took time. Um, but, yeah, Chrono Trigger is the big one that I haven't played... You know, just so if there are angry fans out there listening, be like, you didn't say Chrono Trigger? It's like, I haven't played it. Final Fantasy VI is the other huge one that I feel like I probably should at some point. But, like, I've, it's just, I don't know, man. I worry that I've just gotten past the point of, like, I, I just I need to look forward. Like, I right. can't be, you know, focused on spending 20, 30, 40 hours in Final Fantasy VI. But it's also on my phone. Like, maybe once I get through Turtles, I can try and put some time into yeah, it. Yeah. You know I won't. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have a hard time going back to old games at all too, so I don't I don't blame you. Like it yeah, seems like if you're not if you didn't play it when it came out or, you know, when you had more disposable time, it's like it's not gonna happen. Because yep. yes, new games are coming out all the time. So maybe Levi will get really into JRPGs. <laughs> like start with Chrome Trigger. <laughs> Alright, so that is six things again. Uh, we're going to tease some games here because Resident Evil 4 is out as you're listening to this and I will be actually picking it up today uh, we got a Diablo 4 beta that we hope to get in the queue and no promises there but <laughs> we'll do our best Yeah, I'll definitely try and uh, do we have anything else to tease you're not playing Chia are you no, I, I will <laughs> once I resubscribe if I you know, ever do but no I, and Chia let me down. <laughs> I expected more. Um, which is unfair to say I haven't even played it, but, you know. Um, no, no, I, I I am really invested in Neon White and Elden Ring right now, and that's truly what I really want to get through is those two. I'm, I'm trying my best not to even get distracted. So sure. It's a little bit easier when extra is not a thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And then we'll, we'll, we'll have the essential games uh, for May or April's boy. Yep. I'm tired. Yep. <laughs> we'll have the essential games from April announced next week. We know Meet Your Maker, I believe, is one of them. It is the, the essential game. So, yeah, I'm because now that I bought it, Street for, Streets of Rage Four. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. Or Shredder's Revenge. I'm really hoping for Shredder's. Revenge. I feel like that is like could be one this year. At some yeah. point. I don't know where. It seems more maybe more of an extra game than yeah. an essentials game, but yeah. uh, it'd be cool. Yeah, for sure. All right, so. We are leaving you on another Persona 5 song. Ooh. We've had a... We've, what was the song that you picked the episodes ago? Life Goes By? Something <laughs> No, like something that. with change. Life Will Change? <laughs> something... Wow. We're, we're, I don't know. I don't know. We we're tired and we have memories of Goldfish. Life. But life anyway... Will life Will Change. Life Will it. Change. Gotcha. <laughs> so we're doing another song by Lynn, who also performed that one. And this one is called Last Surprise. Mm. Again another great jam so alright that is six things we will be back next week with six more things thanks for listening thanks guys bye bye Do
Never say- 